This is Donna Skogland, and you are listening to The Pleasure Project, episode 122. The other day, I was talking to someone whose biggest challenge was that she felt like she didn't have enough time. And as I was talking to her, I was thinking back about when I felt that way, when I was living in that time scarcity, when I was always feeling like I was behind, I was rushing, I was always late, I was always complaining that I didn't have enough time. I felt like I wasn't able to get everything done that I wanted to get done. And now I feel so differently. I really feel like I have an abundance of time. I have at least three hours to myself every single morning for my morning routine. I have hours in the evening to relax and to unwind and to you know do various things. I have time in my day to take you know a nice long leisurely lunch and I have breaks. So I was reflecting back on what I did to change it. And I wanted to record this podcast for you. If you are someone that feels like that you don't have enough time and you're living in that time scarcity and this is an ongoing issue for you, as it was mine. So I think that if you are someone that believes that you don't have enough time for someone for everything that you want to do, it's not that there isn't enough time. It's that you're maybe not being deliberate enough with how you're spending your time. And the reason why I don't think it's a problem that there's actually not enough time is that if for most people, if you look at your screen time, and you could just take a moment right now, unless you're driving, to open up your phone and to look at your screen time and see how much time a day you are scrolling on the internet or doing whatever, And if you actually had that many hours or minutes to do the things that right now you're claiming you don't have enough time to do. So I think the first thing is like really being honest with yourself about how you are spending your time because it's not, you are choosing. And the the difference is whether you're choosing how you're spending your time consciously or unconsciously. So Gay Hendricks, who is the author of The Big Leap, he has a chapter in that book about what he calls Einstein time. And he talks about how time is actually coming from you. You are the creator of your own time. And he says something in there and he says, to generate an abundance of time, ask yourself, where in my life am I not taking full responsibility? Meaning, where are you not really claiming ownership on how you're choosing to spend your time. And it's not that you don't have time for whatever you're saying you don't have time for. It's that you're just choosing not to spend your time on that. So first, just fully own that you're making a choice not to do certain things and you're making a choice to do other things instead. And that is what we're doing as humans. In every moment, we are making choices. So like I said, it's either a choice that you're making consciously or you're making it unconsciously. So it's either a reactive approach to life where you're reacting to stimulus and distractions and your own programming versus being proactive and deciding and choosing deliberately and consciously how you want to spend your time. And the reality of being human is that we are infinite being beings living in a finite universe and 
I think this is the reason why so many of us struggle with this is that we don't like to feel limited. We don't like to feel limited by 24 hours in a day and by seven days a week and by 365 days a year and by you know our own lifetime. We want to do it all, especially if you are someone who is multi-passionate and has a lot of enthusiasm and zest for life and and there's so many things that you want to do which i think is a beautiful thing you'll never run out of things to do but it is also you know up against that challenge of realizing that we just can't do it all you know we can't do it all we have to choose so it's that is the hard part i think that is the hard part is knowing that when we say yes to one thing that means we're saying no to something else. And so I have distilled down kind of the six, six or seven things, actually, yeah, seven things that I did to shift from time scarcity to time abundance, where I truly feel like I have a different relationship with time, an abundant relationship with time. I, I feel like I have ownership of my time. I feel like I have control over how I spend my time and, you know, there's the fallacy of thinking that we can manage time is actually more about managing ourselves. So learning how to manage myself, my brain, my thoughts, my feelings, my actions, so that I can spend time in the way that I want to. And in doing so, have been able to really feel productive and feel like I feel good about how I spend my days. And like anything, there is always room for improvement and it's a constant process of refinement. But I do feel like, you know, I've, I've made such progress over the years and I hope that these tips help you. So I would say it all kind of started about 10 years ago when I started to implement the Ayurvedic daily routine. And that is when I really started to look at how I was spending my time and what I was doing and how I was starting my day. And and I don't think I had ever really given that that much thought. I was just, you know, I got to get to work. I got to be at work and I've got these certain things to do. And outside of that, I didn't really give much time to my time <laughs> or didn't give much thought to my time. So in the Ayurvedic daily routine, it's all about aligning to the rhythms of nature and understanding that there's different energies that predominate different times of the day and really aligning your daily routine with the rhythms of nature. So for me, it looked like going to bed earlier, waking up earlier, being more intentional about meal times and, and having meals at the same time of the day, more or less every single day. And that trains you know your digestion to show up at certain times of the day. So creating some consistency, it in my day allowed me to get into this rhythm. And once I had those those habits in place, and also the thing about these habits is they actually gave me more time because they gave me more energy. So I was able to be more efficient and more effective in the time I had. So that was number one. And if you wanna go deeper into this, you can, I will link up the podcast episode I did on the feel good formula, which is really taking you through that daily routine. So the second thing, and this, I don't know if it's in the specific order, but I just kind of did a brainstorm. So these are the kind of the seven things. There's, it's not necessarily linear. So another thing I did was I 
began planning. I started to goal set. And so I would set a, you know, a big goal for the year. And then I would break that up into quarters and break it up sometimes into kind of monthly themes. And then every single week creating my plan. And I did, I just recently did a podcast on that. So you can go to that podcast, how to be a better planner and really implement that specifically. So that was, that's a two part process. Part one is reviewing the week before. And then part two is planning the week ahead. So making those decisions ahead of time allows you to, again, be more intentional with your time. It's like you're stepping back from your life to take that bigger picture view of what's important. What is the priority? What do I really want? And what do I need to do to make that happen? And when am I gonna do those things? So this is how you truly move move the needle on your goals and progress in your life is making those decisions ahead of time instead of just reacting to urges in the moment and our human tendency to seek pleasure, avoid pain, conserve energy, which, you know, if we don't make those decisions ahead of time, we're more likely to just give in to instant gratification. So the second or the third thing is I created, I, I, you know, I would plan my week and then I also created some time blocks in my day so that you know there's time blocks for self-care there's time blocks for work there's time blocks for meal times for off time there's time i work and there's time i don't work and so i used you know i right now i use google calendar and that allows me and that that tab is always open on my computer i do spend most of my day my work day on my computer so i'm always referring to that i live my life by my calendar and that's you know also mostly because I have coaching calls during the day that I obviously need to show up for. So whether you are someone that prefers analog and you like you know an old school paper calendar or desk calendar, or you're using a digital calendar, somewhere where you can actually put specific things on specific times, so that it's basically as good as done on the yeah, on the calendar. So the next thing is really, like I mentioned, setting goals and identifying priorities and constraining focus. And let me just say that that is one of the most challenging things for me is constraining my focus because I do tend to get distracted by bright, shiny objects and things that sound fun and exciting in the moment when the thing that I decided ahead of time doesn't feel so fun and exciting in the moment. But I have seen how letting myself kind of be pulled in all these different directions has actually held me back and prevented me from moving forward in certain areas of my life, specifically my business. And, you know, like with anything, there's going to be things that we enjoy and things that we don't enjoy, but we need to get those things done because they are important. So identifying what's important and committing to constraining and not letting yourself get distracted, not let yourself add more. And that's especially, again, if you tend to be multi-passionate, you, you want to con- constantly add because there's so many great things to do. There's so many fun things available to us, so many possibilities. So I have over the years set less and less goals and that has helped me actually 
achieve those goals instead of setting like five different goals and only achieving one feeling like a failure, even though I actually achieved that one, but I thinking I'm focused more on the four that I didn't achieve. So I recommend, you know, setting fewer goals, one to three priorities at a time and learning how to say no and intentionally procrastinating on things that are just you haven't decided are the priority in this phase, whether it's this week or this month or this quarter or this year. So the next thing is meditating. Now, having a meditation practice has so many benefits, but in terms of our relationship with time, is meditation teaches you how to be present. And it's a skill that you hone on the cushion that you take with you in your day-to-day life. And if you are someone who meditates and has had a meditation practice for a while, you know this. You know that you are more aware in your day-to-day life. You are, colors seem more vibrant. You notice the small things. You're able to truly savor and enjoy moments of your day that, you know, those of you that, you know, or even before you meditate, maybe you, you didn't notice as much. So when we are fully present in the moment, it's like time stops. And this really shows us how, you know, time is, you know, comes from our mind. It's like we create our perception of time. So meditation allows you to slow down and make the most of every moment. So the next thing is getting clear on, and this kind of relates to goal setting, but getting clear on what you actually want and the result you want to create and getting to the essence of why you want that. So I, this morning, just did a a journaling practice where the question prompt that I used was, what do I want most in my life right now? And so I wrote down a few things and then I asked myself, okay, if I had that, what would that give me? And I wrote, you know, the answer to that. And then I asked myself that question again. Okay, if I had that, what would that give me? And so it's this infinite regression of asking yourself that question and then what would that give me? And then what would that give me until you get to the essence? And then you really see what truly is, you know, what you truly want. And then you can focus on that directly instead of feeling like you might have to do a whole bunch of other things that don't really matter. So you spend less time on just kind of filler and get right to the heart. And then the final thing is your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings drive your actions, and your actions create your results. So if you are spending a lot of your time saying, I don't have enough time, and you're repeating that mantra, how do you feel when you think that? When I think I don't have enough time, I it makes me feel stressed. And then when I'm feeling stressed, I tend to kind of rush through, or I tend to just kind of plow through actions without putting a lot of heart and effort into it. And it's all about just getting to the finish line and getting through it. And then I end up kind of at the end of my day, maybe having crossed off a whole bunch of things off my to-do list, but not truly feeling fulfilled by any of it. And you also, sometimes what I see is, you know, when you are consistently telling yourself, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough time, then 
whatever you might feel anxiety, you might feel stress, and then you end up actually procrastinating. You might end up scrolling or distracting yourself with other things. So you actually recreate the result of not having enough time because you're not spending time on the things that matter. So notice just what are you thinking? What is your internal dialogue around time? What are the phrases that you repeat to yourself over and over and over again? And how do they make you feel? And when you're in those emotions, what do you do? How do you spend your time? What are you doing? What are you not doing? And notice what you're creating with your thoughts around time. So let me just really recap real quick how you can create time abundance, how to have more time, how to shift into uh, a more expansive relationship with time. So creating daily routines that are supportive, that give you time and energy. Number two is creating a planning ritual, where whether that's daily or weekly, where you can make decisions ahead of time about how you want to spend your time. Number three, putting that into a calendar in certain specific time blocks so it's literally as good as done. Number four, setting goals so that you can take time out of your life, press the press pause, and decide on what is truly important and make decisions and constrain to those decisions, constrain your focus, try not to do too many things at once, have only a few things at a time and then know that you can always, you know, after that time frame is complete, then you can choose different things. So learning how to say no and intentionally procrastinating on things that are not the priority. Number five is starting or refining a meditation practice. Number six is getting super clear on, you know, the goals you set, why? Why do you want them? What do you really want? What's the essence of them? And then see if there's a shortcut. See if there's things that you actually don't need to do that you think you need to do, or that maybe someone else told you you need to do, but maybe there's a faster way. Maybe there's a more direct route to what you're truly looking for. And then the final one is notice your thoughts around time and stop repeating unhelpful thoughts like I don't have enough time and there's too much to do. And these thoughts that might be creating stress or overwhelm or anxiety and those emotions are fueling your actions. And then finally, I just want to leave you with this one question. Is it possible that your idea, your belief that you don't have enough time is protecting you from something, is serving you on some level that you haven't truly explored? And sometimes, you know, we, our unconscious mind creates these beliefs to protect us from something. So maybe there's a business that you want to pursue But as long as you keep telling yourself, I don't have enough time, it's protecting you from actually starting to create something of your own and put yourself out there. So just ask yourself that, see if that resonates, maybe explore how that's serving you on some level and how that might be protecting you from something that there's fear around. And then you can get to the root of that fear and uncover it so that you can actually step into your desires on a bigger level and your purpose and live 
your most amazing life. I hope this was helpful. If you want help mastering your time, mastering your mindset, stepping into your purpose, reach out to me. You can set up a free 45-minute strategy session where we will explore your challenges, your goals, your struggles, and then at the end of the call, if it feels like a fit, we can talk about options to work together in coaching. All right, have a great day and I will talk to you soon.